Hey everyone, this is going to be an exciting episode. We told you last week we were going to do a live presentation of Crystal and Amy at the conference in Fort Lauderdale, the Calvary Christian School, Schools United Conference. It was so awesome. Lots of people, very exciting. Everybody was really excited to get their hands on all the products from the nest, but I'm going to let it go right now to Crystal and Amy in Fort Lauderdale. You're going to see the live performance. Catch it here. I think there's one seat back there. Two. Two. Perfect. My name is Crystal Grant. I've been an educator for 19 years. We're from Dallas. We're not from Florida, so same all the way from Dallas. We enjoy your wonderful weather here. So I've been in education for 19 years. Started in the public school side. I've taught fourth grade, ESL. I've been a curriculum writer for a district. I got my master's in admin during that time. Then I quit the public school, stayed home with my kids. Welcome. I don't know if we have seats, but this is awesome. If you, you want to crisscross applesauce on the floor, <laughs> I mean, I bet we all teach little kids. So come on. Oh, this makes my heart. <laughs> oh, there's happy. space over here too. If you want floor space over here, yeah. I have a stool. So stayed home with my baby, and when they started their preschool life, I oh. fell in love with early childhood. I have grown to have a love for it and the importance of it, especially now. And getting these little ones ready for what I call big school, giving them that solid foundation, especially in reading. And that's how I came to The Nest. We had the vision, so when I came to The Nest, we had the vision to create a curriculum. So I created a curriculum that fit the needs of our kids because I just couldn't find anything out there that worked for two-year-olds that worked for three. My preschool is two, ages two through private kindergarten now. We started seven years ago, so I've used my curriculum for seven years. It still works. I change it every year though, because it needs to, the needs change. And so I wrote curriculum for the twos, threes, pre-K, and now private kindergarten, and it just builds. And we just believe when we created the curriculum that yes, we do need to build a strong foundation in faith, and we do that. That's a huge part of what we do at The Nest, but also build it academically strong as well, because that's just as important too, especially to get them ready to be confident learners and confident readers. Private schools or schools with little ones, they still need standards. Even my two-year-olds, I tell my two-year-old teachers, I, I want them to learn this by the end of having them, okay? I'd like for them to know their colors, identify their name. So I have set standards for each age level, which has really helped. And we started, of course, like I said, the curriculum and the needs for kids change. We noticed the trend in reading and teaching reading has changed. That's probably why you all are here. We have learned and discovered the science of reading. Okay, Most of us, like myself, have been taught whole language. Phonics was new to me and teaching that to children. And my one of my lead teachers, Amy, who's going to share with you in a little bit, that she is the guru of science of reading, has done a lot of research behind it. And she came into our life about three years ago, full of energy, full of ideas. And so I knew I wanted her on my We've team. This is such a blessing. Thank you so much for being here. We're so we excited. were worried nobody was going to come. <laughs> I know. We had, 
for some reason, we only had 12 in our first session, and we were like, oh, and we told those 12, we're like, could you go at lunch and just tell people, because we just want to provide the love that we have for what we're doing. Yeah, so. we're excited, and we want you to and share in our excitement. Amy. So I'm Amy. I've been with the Nest School for three years now. Um, I've actually only lived in Texas for four. I'm a product of Chicago. Um, that's Shocking. where I was born and raised. I'm a little rougher around the edges. If you all are used to the Southern charm, I don't have any, sorry. Um, I do. It is what it is. She's got enough for both of us. I graduated from a college in Indiana called Valparaiso University with a degree in elementary education and a specialty in reading, special education, and ESL, because I like to say yes to things. Through all of that, I developed a passion for reading, and that has just followed me everywhere that I went. I have taught in a parochial school. I have taught in public school all under grade three. And then when my children were born, I switched over to teaching preschool, and I've been there ever since. So I do have two teenagers, so I get the breath of the children there. I've got my, my little babies I teach, and then I've got my nasty, smelly teenagers. Love you. We're taping, just in case they see it. I better throw that in there. <laughs> so I have always really had a passion for reading, and it developed early. I was an early reader. I devoured books. I carried that through. Kitty Lit was my favorite class in college, but... We stumbled across a problem in college, and that was that I was a product of whole language, and I had no idea what phonics was or how to do it. And so my first phonics immersion was in college. So it was a college-level course is when I got to learn phonics. And I was like, this is hard, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And honestly, I almost failed that class because it didn't work with the way I had been taught. It didn't click in my brain. So clearly I'd been taught whole language. And this was a big shift for me trying to learn phonics. So carrying that forward with children and teaching them to have the love of reading that I have, I started hearing signs of reading. And my best friend's um, a preschool teacher as well. She was talking about, so I decided, okay, I'm going to dive into this. I want to know what it's about. I didn't have PD that I could go to at the time, so I just did all the research myself and a lot of it and consistently. And I, the more I knew, the more I loved and the more that I wanted to know. So we know science of reading is a buzzword, but you're here today because you want to know why is it relevant in an early childhood classroom. So we're going to back up a little. We're going to give a tiny bit of history. We're going to talk about science of reading, and then we're going to introduce the most exciting part to you, which is about our program. Do you mind passing out these white cards to our friends that have just joined us? Yes, dear. I will thank you. do that. Clearly, I teach preschool when I call everyone my friend. Anybody else do that? <laughs> I call my children my friend. I call my husband my friend. He's like, I'm not your friend. I'm your husband. I'm like, you're my friend. <laughs> All right. Whole language. It's been around forever and ever, right? That's where most of us, maybe, I don't know. I'm gauging the crowd here. Most of us have learned whole language or heard about it or were taught it. Probably in college, they decided, nope, time to switch. Whole language is not doing it. Kids are memorizing things. That's not working. Let's teach balanced literacy, right? Okay, so in college, I was taught balanced literacy. That's what they told me I needed to teach the kids, which was great. Maybe we got some more kids excited about reading, but there was a gap, and the gap was that we were teaching kids to guess. And we taught them a thousand and one ways to look at a word you didn't know and guess. And that's great, and that gets them through for a while. But right about that third, fourth grade, you go, whoops not working anymore because that's when you see the kids make the shift from learning to read to reading to learn. And when it's time to read to learn and they come across these words that 
they don't have the capacity, they, they don't have the foundation to guess that word because they've never been exposed to that word or exposed to a part of that word. So they can't even guess what that word is. And so that's where that gap was in balanced literacy. We were not teaching them vocabulary. We were not building that necessary knowledge base that they needed in order to be successful readers when they made that switch over to reading to learn. So that's where science of reading started to come into play. All right, so what is the science of reading? Let's boil it down, okay? It's the building blocks of words, okay? Now, if you're like me and you don't have a ton of exposure to this, when I was first exposed to it, I was like, I kept her hearing, learn explicitly, systematic approach. And I'm like, that sounds super fancy and wonderful. What does it mean? And I, had, I, I could, couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, I need to find a way to funnel this down and boil it down so that it's quick and easy for me to understand, quick and easy for me to explain it to parents because now the parents want to know. We're getting them invested and that's great too. So for me, learning explicitly is direct instruction and practice. So I'm directly teaching you a specific skill set and then we're going to practice the you know what out of it. Okay, so that's the learn explicitly. For systematic approach, this one was a little harder, but what I boiled it down to was we're teaching that sounds are represented by letters. When you put sounds together, you make words. When you put words together, you make sentences. And when you have those sentences, that opens up the world of reading to these young minds. And that's fantastic. So that's how I personally have boiled science of reading down to the very bare bones and how to explain it to parents and other people. How do we know that works? Anybody heard someone say before, thank God for Mississippi? Anybody from Mississippi? Okay, good, I'm not gonna offend anybody because remember Chicago, so bear with me. Uh, so people used to say thank God for Mississippi in a way like, at least our scores aren't that bad. Thank God for Mississippi, we're not that bad because they were ranked so low with their reading scores. Now people are saying thank God for Mississippi for a completely different reason. And that reason is that they're one of the states that jumped on this science of reading movement early, fast, and excessively. They poured their money, their time, and their effort into science of reading, getting the parents on board, getting the teachers to buy in. And what has happened is they have taken their scores and just gone with it and run. My, my statistics here are from 2022, but they were all the way up from being second worst in the nation to 21st, ranked 21st in the state. So that much in a short, tiny span of time, that's how much they've increased their reading scores all through using the science of reading movement. Same with Louisiana and Alabama. These were two other examples. So they actually were the two states that showed gains in reading scores during COVID. Locked down, nobody's doing anything. What they were doing was so good, it still worked during COVID. That says a lot to me. When you've got that kind of a situation and you're still showing growth and you're still showing that you guys know what you're doing, I think that's pretty awesome. So over the last five years, 40 states have put laws into place regarding the literacy instruction that has to do with science of reading. Even balanced literacy leaders in the industry, Lucy Calkins, Fontes and Pinnell, they have gone through and they've started changing their program and adjusting it to put in science of reading components. So even the people that made their wealth, made their living off of balanced literacy, they're going, ooh, Okay, guess we need to throw a little bit of this in there too. So they've even gone and added that in. Studies have shown, ha, except it's a little. But it went so fast. It was a, it was a little fast for. It was a little fast for me. Again, I poured into the research and all of this, and the National Reading Panel, when they did their big study, called for a systematic approach that was taught 
before students were reading independently. Okay, so this right here answers the question of why is this relevant to us? Is everybody K and under? Yes, anybody over K? What grades are you guys? First, perfect, awesome, even better. Love it, we can still do it there and we're gonna show you how to do it there too, okay? That's why this is relevant because you have to get them before they're reading. So it's our job. This is what we have to do is get it, all of this information, build this base before they start reading. And they also said that the foundational knowledge of sounds, letters, and phonemic awareness is obviously the most important thing. Another study proved or showed that multi-component alphabet instruction yields the best outcomes for letter sound knowledge and writing ability. So that's, again, we're just building this foundation. We're building it strong. What does alphabet instruction and phonics instruction, what does that need? in order to be successful. It has to have visual recognition. It has to have letter names. It has to have the sounds, writing categorization, association, motor memory, discrimination, okay? And the most important part of this slide is that last line, which is presented in short, repetitive lessons. We have little kids, and we have little kids with little teeny tiny attention spans. So you have to grab them, you have to grab them fast, you have to teach it fast, and then you have to do it 57 more times, and then it'll stick. So that's what we kept in mind as we moved forward and looked at what does our program need? What do we need to be giving to our kids? What do we need to offer to accomplish all of that in a manner that's gonna stick with them? And that's really gonna build that foundation for amazing kids and amazing readers. Crystal is gonna come talk about. Amy came to my office and was like, we need this, and I was like, we do. Absolutely. As a curriculum writer, I didn't want to go buy a big box and try to figure out how this is going to work for me. I wanted something that we could start using quickly and that it would work. And so that's how Nest Phonics began. We decided to make every letter sound have a character and a character role. And the role part is important because it's a way that you can enhance and expand. You still want to have a preschool experience. You still want to do those thematic play. You still want to have dress up and hold things, but learn as well. And so that's really what Nest Phonics is. It's all those things. And I think I have a slide that says the building of the foundation right here, okay? As Amy talked about, we need to have a strong foundation with our kids in this age group in order for them to be a confident reader. And there were programs that we were using before Amy came along and we decided to create our own. That's our motto at the NAS. We're like, why don't we just create our own? We need something for our kids that works for our ages. We know that only half of a good phonics program is letter and sound recognition. It needs to have all these things also. Oral language, knowledge building, something that gets that brain working, vocabulary enrichment. Okay, it's very important, especially for our second, our ESL learners. Visual, auditory, kinesthetic, of course, you need to meet all the needs of your different learner learning styles. And it's gotta be fun. And it's gotta be fun for the teachers too. We've been doing this for probably two years in the classroom. This is what Nest Phonics is, okay? It's cards. This one's special to me because <laughs> it's Wyatt the Waiter. Uh, Wyatt is my son. So when we created these characters, we decided to use Nest Kids names and just kids that we've had. And this one's um, special to me because it's my, racer. my son. So we're like, create this, let's make it special <laughs> to us. But Amy's gonna go ahead and talk you through how these cards work, okay? And what the back is like too. 
So we're gonna show you nest, going over the <laughs> nest phonics in action. And this is the part that's really cool and that we hope gets you guys excited too. So we, are t we have tested this from day one, from its conception, from even its teeny tiny little thought, we put it into the classroom and then we tweaked it and then we put it back into the classroom and then we tweaked it and we put it back into the classroom. So these are not stock photos. These are our children, our classrooms. This is my classroom. That's one of my little muffins. This is our threes, threes. classes. And these pictures were taken within the last month. So this is us doing it. We're in the midst of it and it is working. And that's what makes us so very excited is to see these kids and what they're learning and how pumped and excited they are about it. Not only that, but to see how excited our teachers are about it. Because again, that teacher buy-in is probably the most important thing. This is what our Nest Phonics cards look like, okay? So the front side is what you show the students and we wanna make your lives easier. The back side is what you have for the teachers. And it is that simple. I hold my card up and I tell you all about the letter A, okay? So I said, all right, let's pretend everybody in here is in my class. So excited to see you guys, yay. I'm gonna teach you as if you were my forest class, but I'm gonna then show you as soon as I'm done what it looks like for a kindergarten classroom, what it looks like for a threes classroom. We'll even give you a little peek at what it could potentially look like in a twos classroom, okay? So you're my little fours. I might say, boys and girls, does anybody know what an astronaut is? I might have one or two kiddos who can say, oh, they're in space. Okay, great. Whatever we get out of them, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna expand on it. I'm gonna fly with that a little bit because I'm knowledge building. So we're gonna talk about, yes, astronauts are in space. What does any, what do they do up there? And we might show a picture that when astronauts taken of Earth from space. Uh, we might talk about somebody's been on the moon. We, we can give all of those little tidbits of information. Again, that knowledge building. We're throwing in the vocabulary while we're talking about there. We've said astronaut, we've talked about space, we've talked about earth, all of those words that are vocabulary words for our little people, okay? I'm gonna go, this is Alex the astronaut. Can anybody tell me what does it look like Alex is doing? They might say flying or whatever, Lord only knows, but they come up with God, Jesus. We get a lot of that. You guys get a lot of that? Always, God, God, Jesus. Jesus, good job, honey, yeah. good job, love it. Yes, Jesus is always with us, yes he is. All right, just like that. <laughs> I'm talking about Alex. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Alex, this is Alex, not Jesus, and he's an astronaut, and he is flying through space. Oh my goodness, and he's doing it in slow motion. Can you all do Alex, the astronaut, in slow motion with me? Good job, guys. What do you think these little balls are? They, they look like balls, don't they? Do you think they're balls? What are they? And somebody might say, it's a rock, it's a this, it's a that. Great, awesome. These are asteroids. And Alex is flying through space. And as he flies, he reaches for the asteroids and he says, oh. and we make it real silly because that's what works, right? And that's what they retain. And that's that engaging and fun part, all right? So now we've taught them what the word asteroid means. And who's with the asteroid? The astronaut is with the asteroid. So all of our cards have a character, he has a role, he has a prop, okay? And that story that I just told you all, it's all right there for the teacher to read. So you don't even have to remember it. The motion, we're telling you exactly what to do. Reach your arm, grab the asteroid, say ah, okay? Science of reading, that mouth position, those littles, getting them to pronounce the words the right way. You gotta make sure your mouth is in the right position in order to say the word the right way. We've got mirrors, pass those mirrors out. Let's check and make sure, are we all saying our A the right way? 
you can read this. We, we wrote this so that you could read it to a child. A is a vowel. Maybe you've had that discussion with your kids. Maybe you haven't yet. That's room for growth, okay? Your chin is dropped. Your mouth is open. Your tongue is at the bottom of your mouth. You're going to open your mouth wide. Turn on your voice. Boys and girls, do you remember how we turn on our voice? Ah. We're not saying We're putting our voice out. Ah. Says is, is for A. Whatever. We're all, we're all speech teachers now, too. I know. We are. We are yeah. all speech. It's getting warm in here again. I know. Sorry. <laughs> getting into this. Okay, so we have that here. Best part of the whole card. You ready? QR code. Scan the QR code. It takes you to our website. On our website, you're going to see videos pop up. The first one is a teacher pronouncing the A the right way. Just her mouth. Ah. Ah. Real pretty pretty mouth, too. Real pretty mouth. Yeah, she was real. She didn't want to do it, and we were like, we got the best. We took a vote. You have the best mouth. You're doing it. (laughs) So we did it. (laughs) Do a lot of this in-house. It's great, you guys. We have someone singing the song for you. Because guess what? Every card has a cute little song. We use four tunes, very easy tunes to keep track of. So it's Ready? A- Alex like the astronaut catching asteroids. Alex the astronaut. Ah, that easy. Every single letter has a song like that, okay? She sings the song, and then we've got a teacher and a student, and they're doing the motions together so that you can see what the motions look like. Eventually, we're going to put this into one long video so you could show it to your kids. But for now, it's a great teacher resource so you know what it looks like. And you the, know what it's supposed to represent. And Amy uses the motion. Oh, it's Sometimes her kids struggle like they can't remember, and she'll use that motion, and they'll be like, ah. It's just it's connecting that brain. That's why the motion is so important. Yeah, too. again, we're making sure that we hit all of those learners. Now, the beauty of all of these cards and these adorable roles and characters is that you can expand on them. We're all about themes in preschool. Right? Oh, well, we forgot. Here comes Alex the astronaut. You've got your little prep. We have little asteroids that we've made so that we can throw the asteroid around. We even have dress up. So like our twos will dress up as an astronaut. That's how you take it to the twos level. Yeah. This is really something that we're gonna do in a threes classroom. We might be throwing the asteroids to each other. Okay, catch catch the asteroids, say ah. You can buy. I yeah. mean, this is- this is Amazon. Yeah. Again, you know? this is some Crayola clay. This is Amy trying to make a asteroid. I tried to sew. Don't make fun. No one's ever taught and me. The bigger props, the better, of course. Yeah. Too, especially with threes. Like for a key, we have a big key. Yep. Just giant key. Chunky, big. They've got a little blow up. You'll see it right here. So they've got a little blow up campfire um, for Kaylor the camper. So here's what it looks like in our threes classroom. They've taken Kaylor the camper and they've made a camp unit. Okay. So they've got their little tent set up, they're camping, they're eating s'mores for snack that day. And this is just what they do. Now, ladies, this is an exceptional threes teacher. Not everybody works like this, okay? I I don't work, I don't work like this, but man, does she inspire me. Let me tell you, on a daily basis, I'm like, all right, what are you doing? You know, your kids are gonna come to me and they're gonna be like, great, I got Miss Amy. Another tip that she does when they line up to go somewhere, she's like, hey boys, Killer the camper mate. And they all line up going, saying it down the line. And you're like, for real? She puts the rest of us to shame. Love you, Ashley. Right. We, we shouted out to her, so now it's okay. All right, so here they were with Barrett the Baker. They are mixing brownie batter in a big bowl. They cooked the brownies and had brownies for snack. So again, there are so many ways that you can build on this. Now, I told my older people, not to tune out because I promised I'd give you something. So here's 
what we're gonna do in a kindergarten classroom, okay? We're gonna start with a video of Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. We're gonna talk about gravity. We're gonna talk about Neil Armstrong. We're gonna talk about what an asteroid is made out of. If when you have a chance, check the back table, we have actual pieces of an asteroid back there. We're gonna take those out. We're gonna pass those around. We're gonna do a little writing project on if I went to the moon, what would happen if I went to the moon? What happened when Neil Armstrong went to the moon? There's your theme. There's your thing. So taking this to a kindergarten level, taking this to a first grade level, taking this and tacking it onto a science in a second grade classroom. I mean, you've got everything you need to go, okay, boom, now I've got this and I've got plenty of time to do it. Now here's the other thing to keep in mind. We teach at a two day preschool. We do all of this full curriculum in a two day preschool. If we can do it in two days, we kept that in mind as we wrote all of this, you can take it to five days. There's so much that we don't get to do because we are only a two-day classroom, but there is more than enough to make this five days. So just keep that in mind as you, as you hear about everything that we do here. <laughs> so we're excited about this Nest Phonics program. It's up. It's for sale. We're giving some away today, so you can walk out the door with a few. There's a couple of you that will get to have one. But we wanted to make sure that you guys actually got stuff to take home with you that went with what we've got. A couple of things really quick before I switch to the next slide. The card, the postcard that's on your desk, okay? No, you don't need to, you don't need to take it out. I'm just going to tell you what's on there. Just going to tell you. So if you want to know more about our school, that info's on the top. That's right here. If you want to know about Nest Knowledge, with our cute which is, here, we we'll get you guys one, I promise. Can you pass them out to the ones in front, please? Yeah, totally fine. I'm always the late person, too. On the left is Nest Knowledge, so that's our company that we'll be releasing all of our stuff under, Nest Knowledge. So nestknowledge.com, Instagram, TikTok, you name it, I don't know, we're, we're on everything. And then on the right, we have a podcast. So that QR code will take you to our podcast. All right, now, tuck in, you ready for everything? Here we go. Come on, there we go. All right, it's not a phonics program unless you have all 44 phonemes. We've got 26, our alphabet is 100% ready to go. The remaining 18 phonemes are coming. So we're hoping to have that done by summer, I think is our, I'm sorry. It's on me, it's on me. We're gonna have it done by summer. I'm just gonna put it into the universe. So Amy the Aviator, not spelled right. Shane the Sheriff, so we'll have the digraphs, we'll have the long vowels, we're gonna have it all in there for you to teach. So again, taking it to the next level, my first graders can use this, my second graders, that might be struggling can use this. We've got a special, special ed, ed classroom that's yes. taking it and they're putting it into their classroom. So we, we've got it for you, we're ready, okay? We have all of our mouth pictures and we've used these to come up with these great cards that we use in the classroom regularly. And these awesome posters, which every one of you is taking a poster home today. So we've got that for you. So these cards I use while we're teaching our phonics. So when I was going over the big card with you, then I switched to these. We use them in a ton of ways. I can flashcard my kids like this, and I can say, what letter? And they all go, ah, ah, because they know that's the mouth shape. I like having cheat sheets for teachers, so the back of all of the cards have all the cheat sheets that you could possibly need. Words that start with long A, words that start with short A. We can show the kids as we're writing our list of words that start with a short A sound. I can show them the pictures and say, okay, can anybody think of a word that starts with ah? Somebody tell me and they'll do that. So we have all of these cards. And again, we've taken those and made that into the poster for you so you can see the cards in, you're fine, honey. Grab a poster on your way out the door. You can see the cards in use. This is in our threes classroom, so they use it that way too. So instead of just your standard 
letter flashcard, why are we not putting a mouth on there and helping the kids remember what's the mouth shape? How do I make that work, that sound the correct way? Can your kids recognize it, recognize the name? Absolutely. The, the letter by the Yep, by the, the picture. Face, by the picture. Because we've used it so and much. These are and our we've kids talked too. about it. This is my son's little mouth. And those so, are my I neighbors. Mean, we use yeah. <laughs> we use everybody we know. <laughs> if you're connected to us, you're going to be in something. Let me just tell you. <laughs> just go ahead and count on it, okay? In fact, if anybody has a digraph in their name, let me know. We have an alphabet workbook that's coming. We've got a sample of it in the back. We also have a handwriting program because that's important to us. And we teach this side by side with our phonics program. So when we're introducing the letter A, you bet your bottom that we roll directly into start at the top, diagonal down, back to the top, diagonal down. We are doing the entire thing. So part of our alphabet book, it's gonna be half focusing on the letter sound and then half with the handwriting. So it'll be two pages of letter sound focused, two pages of handwriting focused, all combined in one easy to use workbook. We journal, we journal in the threes right. class, we journal in the fours class, we journal all day long. It's very fun, but this, this is, is one of our journal, just so, exciting I mean, I'm just, products. I'm so proud of this, but. Um, so we did it specific to our unit and we're showing it to you guys because we like to give you tips and tricks that you can take back. We've made ours ahead of time. They have two days to do it. It goes with whatever our thematic unit is. It gives them plenty of space to draw. It tells the teachers exactly what to do or a parent. We have people who use this for homeschooling. It has the tracing here, but we made sure to leave plenty of space because we have some advanced three-year-olds that are ready to start writing on their own. The teacher instructs those kiddos then, okay, go ahead and you can write it on your own now. You've traced it, good job, I'm proud of your writing. Let me see how you can do it all by yourself. Another tip you do, color only in the box. Yep, coloring only in the Pencil box. only on the line. Fol following directions, for threes, it's all great for that. to doing that for journal? We have a ton of products and we don't want to tell you about all of them necessarily because then you're gonna get mad at us that you can't get them. We know how this works. The soon, as soon as I tell you something that isn't ready yet, you're gonna be like, but that's what I want. <laughs> we may or may not have told the group ahead of you about a few things and then they're like, but we want that. I'm like, but it's not ready yet. So the best thing that I can tell you is Nest Knowledge is gonna be your A number one place that you need to check and check often because we're going to be consistently adding new things to it. Our phonics cards are up on our website and they are available, ready to go. They're $33 for the 26 letters with an instruction card built in. We have a cheap price right now. The thing about that is because we don't have all the video links to the QR codes. Yeah, those are getting put so up right now. that's the only thing that will be missing as of today, but that's what we're working on. We literally filmed last week mm -hmm. for the letter A, but that's, yeah, so there, I think it's $33 yeah. for the whole set. Yeah. But it's just, it, it's just something that you can just take home and take with you and start using. It's not a big box. You don't have to figure it out. When you have to teach letter B, get Barrett the Baker out and start using it. Yeah. So, ready to go. All right. So this will take you to Nest, uh, Nest Knowledge. That's where you can get all of the products. So you can scan that so you've got it on your phone, but it's also written on that little card that you have there. We do have tons of other products, so we're gonna show you just a handful of things, and then we're gonna give away some of them, okay? Oh, what I did wanna say about speaking of bosses or directors, I know some of you guys might need to have buy-in as far as using this at, at your school. Yes, we might have your buy-in, but it works. You need to have the younger grades maybe using it, a younger ages, older ages. I'd be happy to work with anybody, or work with. If you want me to speak to anybody on as a director, my email is on there. I'd be happy to speak with them about how this has worked at my school and how it works for babies, two-year-olds, and kindergarten and 
even beyond. We've discussed that. Just wanted to share that with you as well, that my personal email's on there. <laughs> Shapes or colors? If you guys don't mind, our other director really wants to, this is literally the first time we're sharing this outside of our school. So if she, we paid, it was an expense, and we just wanted to see if anybody outside of our little bubble in Argyle, Texas, would like what we're doing. Yeah. So if you guys could write on the card that's like left. what you think, if just not, leave us a little us feedback. We Sorry, thank you guys for your time. Thank you, you so much. Well, I hope you liked that. And guess what? Next week we're going to have more clips, interviews, feedback, questions, answers, lots of just everything that happened. It was a 2,800 people, very exciting event. And Crystal and Amy spoke to a lot of people who are really excited about the new phonics product. Let's teach these kids to read. We can do it. So we'll see you next week.